The following opinions expressed within the content are solely the speakers and do not reflect the opinions and beliefs of Child Free Media Limited or its affiliates. Hey! Hi, I'm Lenora. I'm the creator of The Bitchy Bookkeeper. Hi, I'm Isabel. I'm the founder and firebrand of The Uprising Spark. Hi, I'm Kristen. I'm the author of The Age of the Child, and we are the three founding non-mothers of Child Free Girls. Today we are talking about, I was going to say dating, but it's more like um, love and romance as child-free women. Um, And I'm not going to talk first because I've pretty much (laughs) been married to one person or another since I was 19. Um, And I'm really interested in what it's like to try to find someone um, these days. I wouldn't know uh, when when you're child free and how hard it is because it doesn't seem like it should be so hard. So I just want to ask Isabel, who I know is currently dating, um, what it's been like to find or to try to find someone who is either child free or at least ambivalent enough that you can trust that if you don't want children, they're going to be like, if they say they're okay with it, that they're going to mean it. I have so much to say. Okay. So (laughs) the first thing is um, when I, I mean, of course there was a a long period of time in my life when I was dating and it wasn't really clear about, you know, the child-free lifestyle, but that was what I wanted to do. And because I come from a very conservative society or culture, um, like I dated guys who in the end would, you know, end up talking about having kids. But I remember that every time I talked about having kids for me, it was, it was weird. You know, I was like, yeah, so when we, we get married and then we have kids and, and then I didn't feel it. Um, I didn't realize at the moment that I didn't want to have kids. Like, like I said, like, it's really, you know, making that decision to say I'm child-free wasn't that, that that easy because it's like you don't even know you have the choice. So I always thought I'm going to be a mother, somebody's wife and somebody's mother, right? And um, and then when I decided to just you know embrace the lifestyle basically and against the laws, I was actually dating someone at the time, and we had spoken about having kids, and he was on paper the best son-in-law my parents could ask for. Like he had a steady job and he came from a good family and he, you know, he was, I don't know, he was dashing. He was the kind of guy that every mother would want their daughter to marry and reproduce with. The guy, he's also really tall. I don't know feet and inches, but he's very tall. And my mom loves tall men. So when, when I broke up with him, um, it was, of course, also because I realized I don't want this kind of life. I'm so unhappy, you know, somebody who is supposed to be like the perfect match, but he's not really because he wants like that life that it makes me so spiritually bored and I don't want that. <laughs> and um, and so I just, you know, lifted the veil of societal pressure and, you know, just yell to the four winds, I'm child-free, let's start dating now. And it's been so interesting. Um, so the first guy that I dated when I finally embraced my child-free lifestyle, he wasn't child-free himself. He was ambivalent, we call them. Um, I remember I was very, 
so he's American, by the way. You have have to clarify this because Colombian guys are a whole different ballgame. But he's American, and I told him I wanted not ever to want to have kids. And his reaction was, well, we can always adopt. And I was like, no, you're not getting it. <laughs> I really, really don't want to have kids. And he was like, well, uh, I never really, like, thought about having or not having. Like, I don't really care. So, yeah, okay, fine. And we dated like that for over a year. And the, the kid thing never really, it was never an issue, you know. And then I actually got sterilized voluntarily while I was dating him and he knew about it. And he was fine with it. But I always thought, you know, him being not really a non-fencer, but more like this guy who, yeah, I'll be fine with. But I don't really think that's a thing, you know. I don't know why. I always had this fear inside of me that he was going to turn around one day and say, you know what, I really, really want to have kids. So, you know, that would have been the end of it. Um, we didn't date that long, but during that time, he didn't say he wanted kids, thankfully. Um, we broke up. And this is the first time that I break up with someone. And like I had not, not the first time, I would say one of the few times that I actually do all the um, mourning of the relationship during the relationship so you know i was in it but i was mourning it already i was like eh, this is not going anywhere broke up four days later i opened tinder i had to like i was like i'm just gonna date around <laughs> whatever i'm in colombia i'm having fun let's do this i did not put i was child free on my profile so every time i saw pictures of guys with their kids or guys saying i'm divorced but i children or whatever that was a hard path it was left i don't care how intelligent how cute how handsome how i don't care that because i have you know clarity on that but talking to guys who are not married or maybe divorced but don't have children uh that's the fun part in in the sense that I start talking to them and then how do you ask someone if they want kids like straight off the bat? That's not a thing, right? Um, so I always try to like talk to them first. And then when we go out on our first date, I'm like, I kind of like slide it in <laughs> very stealthily. I ask them about children. And the funny thing is that most men after a certain age in Colombia will tell you, yeah, you know, I'm still open to the idea, but you don't really know if they're saying that because they think you're going to say you want kids or because, you know what I mean? Or, or maybe they do want kids or maybe not. I have no idea. And actually, um, I talked about this in my podcast that aired August 28th with Amy uh, about men not being completely uh, honest, you know, online and, and Telling women, yeah, you know what, I want to have kids, but only because they think ki women want to have kids. That's like the normal thing, right? So when when they say something like, yeah, I'm still open. I don't think I've found the woman that I want to be the mother of my children, blah, blah. They go on this whole thing of things. I just love looking at in their eyes and going, I don't ever want to have kids. <laughs> their reaction tells me straight away if I'm in the right direction or not. And more often than not, men will be like, really? You're Colombian. You don't want kids? Wow. You know, that's the first. 
right? There's not many of us here. And, and then sometimes you have a, a very good reaction, like I did with the guy I'm dating now. Hi, Daniel. And he, uh, <laughs> we, started, we started dating. And for some reason, I started talking to him about my projects. He's been actually very, very um, supportive. Uh, and I didn't tell him out straight out, like I'm child free. I was like, yes, yeah, so I'm working on this because this project, da, da, da. we're talking about something that was related to that. So I thought, you know, I might as well slide it in there. The conversation told him I'm a child free firebrand. And uh, he was like, oh, I don't want to have kids either. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> finally. <laughs> and not only he does, like, he doesn't want to have kids. His sister doesn't want to have kids. His brother doesn't want to have kids. Like, they don't, none of them want to have kids. And he's always like, oh, my God, like, babies, they make him spiritual board as well. So that's really cool. And girls, just knowing that. He doesn't want to have kids. It has been like the best bag I've had in a long time. It's just like, <gasps> so. You know, what's funny. This is how conditioned I think even I as a child-free person am. When you told me that neither he nor his two siblings want to have children, first thought was, why? <laughs> I don't doubt. Because that's so unusual. And I was like, did something happen to them? <laughs> I know that doesn't have to get the case because I don't want kids and um, my sister doesn't have kids. So it's not, you know, I mean, I know that you can just, obviously you just, it can exist without that desire, but I've, I don't think I've ever heard of three siblings not wanting them before. So that was just interesting, but I'm not really asking you why, because it's none of my business and I don't care and no one should care. I'm just saying that was a thought. <laughs> Like, what, what, what do I say? This is, uh, as we I shared yesterday in our chat, that this is this is an interesting topic for me. I feel like I have three strikes against me. Um, maybe it's more than three. I've always been independent and ambitious. And growing up religious, marriage was, you know, always at the forefront of everybody's pursuit. So for me... I wanted to, I wanted to be a superstar and be a famous violinist, essentially. So that was always my focus. And I also, my sexuality has always been a giant question mark. So I basically avoided sex until the age of 26 because I knew I wanted to be in full control and I wanted to have it the way I wanted to go. And I just kind of shoved my sexuality into the background. Uh, primarily for a very long time. So I knew when I was 22 that I had a choice that I didn't want to have kids. Now, and then of course I was completely focused on my music career at that point. So from the age of, well, from the age of seven, but from the age of 15, I started teaching and full time. So <laughs> I feel, and, and I, I've always found relationships and sex to be a distraction. And that was very early on a distraction for me. So I just, again, just avoided everything. And then five minutes after I realized I didn't want to play my violin anymore, I met the first guy that ever made me horny. So I got into a relationship with him. And I guess I can say this, got into a relationship with his wife separately. <laughs> That's a very complicated story. And that was my first 
a full-on sexual affair that lasted two years. You really are ambitious. <laughs> uh, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> we'll see you ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, anyway. Um, and th- now, okay, now, they were married and they had children. Uh, let's see. I went through a bit of a party phase around that time for a few years before the age of 30. And in that time, aside from the affair, I had, you know, fling a handful of flings with other people who weren't married, but most of them had children. And then I got into a, what turned into a five-year relationship, dating relationship. We lived together with a man. And that has been my only public relationship I've ever had. And again, my sexuality is something that I still have a giant question mark over because I like both men and women, but I'm not really interested or up until this point, I have not been really interested in pursuing a relationship with either because I am still ambitious. I am focused on building a life for myself. I have my own resources, my own dreams. I love living alone. So it's never been a big goal for me to be in a relationship all of that stuff happened just naturally I didn't go seeking for it so when you say I'm ambitious I go well I wasn't exactly scouting out a married couple to have um, a relationship with it just turned out that way and and I think okay for those that are totally outraged right now and for any family members listening who don't know the story I'll add the third part of that so when I said I had um I was involved with a married couple well uh, the wife had a boyfriend and that boyfriend became my five-year relationship. So I don't do anything normal, <laughs> as you can tell. Um, so, wait, that, wait, that let me was, ask you real quick, because you said that you spent a lot of time, like there was a lot of, um, there were people who had kids, like you were in relationships where people had kids. Well, it was a fling. It was a sexual thing. Like, you know, for a month I'd see this person and then, you know, I'd, I, yeah, like it was just a, a meetup. I never met any children, nothing like that. It's just... You know, there was one person in particular that the wife would text me in the middle of the night by accident because, like, the ex-wife, I mean, because, you know, custody arrangements. And they, this per, this wife went through the phone and was like, oh, you're seeing somebody. And we were, you know, it was just, it's just, it's just a fling. I never dated any of these people. It was just sex. Okay, because I was just going to ask how the kids, like, I was yeah, going to ask no, how the there kids was, or anything. To clarify, the only, the relate the public relationship that I had, he had no children. He had fathered a child once, like once. He had fathered a child, never met the child. So during that time, I learned that I love to live alone. I I don't care about meeting someone's friends and family and doing that whole rigmarole. I was very focused on building a career for myself, and I got into management and did that for a number of years, and left the relationship and lived on and got my own place and have been single tech, single ever since, with some fun on the side. You know, if they have a boat and a lake cabin in another province, <laughs> which comes in handy. So, and I, and I haven't, I, aside from that relationship, I haven't dated. I never dated in high school. I didn't date, you know, aside from the flings, that was not dating to me because I, I was not looking for a relationship. I happened to fell, I fell into a relationship with no intention of being in one. And so now at 36 and happily single for a very long time, I now am just starting to think what it means, you know, after the age of 40, after I've kind of established myself in my current direction, what would I like? And listening to stories of, you know, child-free couples, whether it's you, Kristen, or a lot of people I've met online, 
and hearing Isabel's stories, it, it makes me think about what kind of support system I could design for myself within a relationship. And my parents set the bar, as, as weird as the, my upbringing was, they set the bar very high for a relationship. My dad told me his very last day with my mom, the day she died, it was like, you know, marrying your best friend and until death do you part. My parents did set a very strong example for that. So marriage is not something that I can necessarily live up to. Given my sexuality and all that stuff, I'm still kind of working through and I don't necessarily want to um, live with anybody. <laughs> and I, you know, I don't know who I'm attracted to next. So uh, I don't bother dating. I obviously am very openly child-free because my entire life is about promoting, uh, not promoting, but building a, a child-free brand. So that's the second thing out of my mouth after, hi, I'm Lenora. I'm child-free. That's how it works. <laughs> so there's no question. And, you know, I, I don't know if there will be, if I will have that relationship. You know, I just... <laughs> There, there is the hope for the future, but it's not on my list of things that I, I need. But I, if something does come up, I do know, or if the opportunity presents itself, I do know that it has to be a really good mutual support system. I do now understand the importance of having that. And being child-free, and the, there's no question, like I won't get involved anymore, even on a sexual level, just a sexual level. I will not get involved with anyone who has kids, who had a child fathered or mothered a child how does that work again with the egg donor thing okay i have to wrap my, i'm like because anyway whatever um so anyone that had or wants children i will not get involved with them even on a sexual level and now i've i have an iud uh sterilization does interest me but it would not help me with my period so i'm just like meh. like this just the iud has been great so as far as birth control goes that's my route so yeah, uh, not necessarily open to dating. I just guess if a relationship shows up, a slow burn. I'm interested in a slow burn with somebody that I connect with. It's pretty clear how you, Lenora, would tell someone that you don't ever want children. You just, hi, I'm Lenora, I'm child free. Um, but Isabel, you said you sneak it in there stealthily. And I want to know how you do that because I've seen, I've actually seen a lot of people asking, you know, when do you how do you know when to tell someone that you're newly dating that you don't want kids? And then how do you bring it up without seeming like some weird stalker freak who wants to marry them next week? Because it's such a, seems like such a heavy thing. Um, so how do you sneak it in there? Well, I just keep it casual. And I usually do it on the first date. Like I don't wait. Well, if you're talking to this person, like you met them online or through an app or whatever, you can do it before, but if, if it's someone like someone setting you up, I don't know, it happens, blind date or whatever. Um, from the get-go, I mean, for me, that's really important because I think it's very important to be honest from the beginning about everything. And this is such a big part of my life. It's such a big thing. So what I usually try to do is, like I said, keep it casual and ask them, not straight out, do you want to have kids? Because that's weird. Uh, but you talk about maybe your families and then if they tell you, if, if they tell you they have children, then you got your answer. But if you ask them about, I don't know, your, their nephews, nieces or whatever, 
you, you know, just keep a conversation about families and what it is that you do. And, and, and then at some point you're going to find the moment in which you just go, so how about you? Do you want kids or like, do you have any kids or whatever? And then they'll be like, oh, no, no. and then, and then you tell them you never want to have kids and you look at their face. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> so you said you didn't think there was, I think you said earlier that you, you hadn't really heard of someone being ambivalent, like a, a guy being ambivalent about kids, like, or believing that they could go either way. What's weird, you know, I would think it would be so easy just because I, there was something that I wrote a while ago and I was researching how many men want kids and what they say about their, their choices and what these statistics showed um, were that 25.8% of men surveyed, and who knows how honest their answers are, but 25.8% of them would be very pleased to impregnate a woman. That's a quarter of them. That's it. Um, and the other 91.3% either disagree or strongly disagree that people can't be really happy unless they have children. So it would seem like the majority of men out there would be totally fine without having kids. But then what if that's just what they're thinking? Like, what if what if they're being their truest selves in this survey? But when it comes down to it, they kind of cave to societal pressure or something, because pretty much all of them agreed that men just sort of like women have strong feelings about children, typically, probably because they have to give birth to them and then do all the the majority of the associated work. Um, but it seems like men just sort of grow up with this whole idea of, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll, you know, I'll have kids someday. So it's not like a conscious, really strong desire, which is just so weird because then I wonder what happens when you, when you get this guy. I mean, I thought it would be so easy to find someone who didn't want kids. I, it didn't occur to me that my first husband got married at 19 the first time it did not occur to me that he would want kids. Um, just like it hadn't occurred to me to even think about kids, you know, because it was just not in my nature. And then when he said he wanted them, I think I was shocked. I was like, really? Like for real, you really want to, you want to have kids. And he said, yes. He said, I want four things, a nice house, a nice car, kids and a wife. <laughs> In that order. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so that ended, uh, obviously. And then the second time I got married, I told the guy before we got married, I thought, hey, I should probably actually make this a thing before we get married this time. Um, I'm pretty sure I had made clear that I didn't want kids or it had come up in conversation because we had, we studied all the time. You know, we were in college together and we'd go hang out until late at night studying and eating chili bowls. And I must have talked about it, but he's from a traditional family um, with he, his parents were born again. Um, so after, right after we got engaged, I said, I just need you to know, I'm probably never going to want kids, like never. And he said, well, that's, you know, that's fine. I mean, people have happy relationships when they can't, when they can't have children. And I said, yes, but this is different because I don't want them. I mean, if I couldn't biologically have them, then I could see you accepting that maybe more easily than me not wanting them. So is that okay with you? 
yeah, yeah, it's fine. Not fine. So he ended up changing his, he ended up telling me about three years after that, that he did want children. He had assumed it was a phase I was going through and that I would come around. But he's also the kind of guy who doesn't assign individual characteristics or <laughs> any any individual qualities to a woman. Um, I remember I told him once that I didn't want to do Valentine's Day. I thought it was all, I have nothing against Valentine's Day, I swear. I think it's great to celebrate your love and go be romantic. Who cares if Hallmark made it up? But I just wasn't into it because I didn't want it to be a, like the forced feeling of it. And he was like, oh, sure. If I don't get you something on Valentine's Day, you're going to get mad. Um, girl, girls just say that. Like, I'm not, a, I'm Kristen. I'm not some girl. You know, I, I just told you I don't want. <laughs> so he just wasn't someone who actually saw me. Um, so I guess it would make sense that he would think that I would change my mind about kids or just become this, this woman who does what she's supposed to do and does the wife thing and has the babies. And so when he told me he wanted kids, by the way, I said, okay, you want kids. You say you want kids. Do you want to, um, like I can pump. Do you want to be the one who feeds them? Do you want to be the one who takes them to all their doctor's appointments? Do you want to buy the clothes? Do you want to, um, buy the baby food? Do you want to change the diapers? Do you want to find the nursery school, research school districts, look for daycare? Like you want to do, you want a kid, you want to do all that stuff. And he just said nothing. So I was like, okay. So I, I don't think you want a kid bad enough. I think what you want is for me to have a kid uh, and for you to kind of pop in and play <laughs> every now and then and, you know, be the, be the dad who just gets to sort of hang out with the kid and have a good time. I was at his family's house for some holiday one time and his brother and his wife had a baby and the brother was just sitting at the table eating away while his food was warm and his wife was like holding this baby and, and trying to make sure it's eating and her food's getting cold. The baby's all flailing around and fussy and so she finally got up and left so that she could change the baby or put it to bed or something and the husband just sort of watched her go and then went back to dinner and I was like, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. If I, if even if I were to have a kid with the guy I was married to, that's exactly what I could have looked forward to. And that's just, I mean, that's like, I was already a no, but that's like a, a no. It's like a stack of no's so heavy it flattens into a diamond. <laughs> that example, it makes me think why I am interested in hearing the child-free couple's perspective. Uh, whether they're, you know, they're posting online, there are a few accounts that I like to follow online. Um, because nobody, there was, there's one, I guess she's, a, she's actually a relative of mine, a distant relative. Her and her husband never had children. I asked my mother once when I was younger, why they didn't have kids. And what I got back was, well, they got married later in life. Well, I think they were like mid, they were my age now when they got married. So, you know, that's really still not too old to have a child even 20 years ago and I always admired them this couple because they didn't have kids and we've never had a, a long discussion about it but it just didn't seem like something they were really interested in they've had a great life and as a, as a child I I liked to see them I thought it was so neat because they had a different vibe about them different adventures it wasn't the the same gripe, the same look that everybody else I saw around me who, who did the, you know, were 
raising children. And that really appealed to me. So now that I have more awareness about life and living a life, I'm really, really interested in hearing the chat from the child-free couple's perspective because it makes me more open-minded to being in a relationship in the future. Because my crutch is I'm very independent and I refuse to ask anyone for help. And being in a relationship to me has always signaled that I will be a bit weaker. You know, I will not be able to be independent. And I went through that period being in a relationship and living with somebody where I found myself relying on somebody else for a small period of time. And I didn't like that feeling. Now, what it really came down to was the fact that we were just so mismatched and there was no, there is no future. They were like, I'm, I'm a planner. I've got a vision for my life. And this person didn't. That's what it really came down to. So we were just mismatched. But seeing examples now of child-free couples, that gives me, um, that excites me a bit more, the thought of being in a relationship, having a relationship. Again, it's still not number one or even number 10 on my list of things I must accomplish in life. But seeing that more instead of the other, the, you know, the common family lifestyle, that excites me a bit more to being more open-minded. So I, I don't, again, I'm not into online dating at all. I grew up, I went to online high school. <laughs> so I know what it's like to meet somebody, like you chat and chat and you love each other and something you meet again when you're 16 and you're like, oh, we have zero chemistry. So I, I don't, that really, that really for me took away the whole online thing. And this was back in early 2000. <laughs> so well, do you actually, like, do you, you know how a lot of people, um, might have kids because that's what they've been kind of socially conditioned to believe they're supposed to do. And it's just the path you're supposed to take. Um, I know there's a, the same kind of thing happens with regard to romance and relationships and marriage. Um, for, for example, I think there's nothing wrong with serial monogamy. I think how, how could serial monogamy possibly be bad if you are consistently committed to one person at a time and you just don't stay with someone forever. I've never seen a problem with that. But, you know, people want you to get married. They want you to find someone and settle down. They're always asking, mm-hmm. so who are you dating? Are you dating anybody when you're getting married? Um, I have a friend who's about my age, and she is perfectly happy. But people are constantly on her or asking her when she's going to be with someone. As if being single is a terrible thing. And, you know, people will complain about how romance movies set us up for this great big love that we're all destined to find. And, and even when people are talking about people they hate, they see someone they hate with a partner and they're like, I guess there's someone for everyone. (laughs) And so that makes you think, Oh my God, if there's someone for everyone and he's talking about that guy and I don't have someone, what does that say about me? I must just be absolutely awful, hideous, terrible, whatever. So I just, I wonder if, do you really want a relationship? I mean, and, that's not a judgment. It's a question. It's like, if you, maybe you just don't want one. And if so, who cares? Uh, You're totally right. Because honestly, I'll speak for myself right now. No, I don't want a relationship. I don't. I've, I'm not lonely. I'm not a lonely person. And it's not just because I enjoy my alone time and I only travel alone and I only live alone. I, I love that lifestyle, but I, I don't, 
now, again, having been in a relationship and the daily aspects of it and dealing with, because you're not just dealing with them, you're dealing with their life, you're dealing with their life choices, you're dealing with their family, their friends, and all those choices. And having, like, when I look at that, like, I look at a relationship how I, the same way I look at business, right? And because I'm, I'm very business-minded, <laughs> everything I do has a business element to it. And so my time is valuable. My life is valuable. I, I don't even know if I like the idea of a relationship. I understand it, but I just, the desire is lacking, to be honest, because I go after what I want in life. Always. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. So if I wanted to be married and had a child, I could have easily done that at 25. I could have done it at 30. I could have done it last year. If that's what I, I go after what I want always. The fact that I'm not pursuing relationships of any kind, again, I might have something on the side. That's all private. I never speak about that publicly. I allude to it once in a while, but it's never anything that I would bring names, details, that sort of thing, because it's not important, which again tells you that no, Lenora does not really want a relationship (laughs) because I'm not actively doing anything to get one. I hope the guy with the cabin and the boat isn't in love with you and watching this. Not well, <laughs> the, here, here's here's the honest truth. It's easier to do that when they like you more than you like them. Uh, so no, I think it, it depends. And also, I'll just before somebody else speaks, I'll men- I'll say something that Kristen you had said about the. Um, you have alluded to the social programming of the relationships and romance and that sort of thing. And and that's, that is something that I do think about. I don't know if the part of me that does kind of want to explore the relationship, I don't know if that's really me or not, because I never invest too much thought into it. And it, maybe because I overthink and maybe that's, I'm just overthinking it. And yeah, of course, like I like to explore different things. So, you know, if the opportunity presents itself, great. But do I really truly want that? Or is it just something that we see everywhere and everybody's partnered up? And I always look for clues behind the scenes as to what people really feel about their spouse. That's the stuff I want to know, which is why I always ask a lot of questions because on the surface, it looks great. Or on the surface, it looks horrible. But behind closed doors, the opposite happens. And I'm aware of that. And that makes me question more than anything you know, do I really want that? Because what would it, what would it be really like to have a partner right now? That's why I love writing about relationships. Yeah. And I wish, you know, I mean, people are so scared. I think maybe because I'm at a point where I'm open to talking about anything. You can ask me any question. And my answer to you is, I will tell you the answer. Just do you really want to know the answer? Because I'll tell it to you. So, you, you know, ask away, but beware. Um, and I, and I really wish people would, would uh, well, I mean, again, it's none of our business, but I like to know things. I'm nosy. Pardon the interruption. It's time for a short interlude. Um, it's funny. You just mentioned, you know, growing old and, I've always wanted to grow old with someone, not a kid, like someone holding my hand and just rocking the two chairs and being like really old together. And this was something I talked about with my ambivalent ex-boyfriend. And, <laughs> and now that you mentioned that, like it just, it just reminded me, you know, 
that we used to talk about that I grew all together on just being in rocking chairs very, very old. And, you know, it's this kind of sweet little things that you tell each other sometimes. And then when you break up, you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have someone tell me they want to hold my hand when we're 95 or we were in rocking chairs and, you know. Now back to our regularly scheduled programming. I want to circle back to what Kristen was saying about, you know, men and them not really wanting children or not. I think societal pressure is more on women because we are the childbearers. Um, men, not really. And for example, what I see in my culture, there is a word that we have that applies for women over a certain age that have not found a husband. So basically I'm one of those and it's a horrible word. Um, it doesn't have a translation actually. It's like single, single, but like insult in an insultive way. You know, it's not that word. It's worse. Is it kind of like that? Worse? It's worse. Okay. Um, But there's not an equivalent of that word for men. So that only applies to women after a certain age. So you see here men, when they're in their 50s and they have not gotten married or don't have kids, they're like, you know, the bachelor, the silver fox with the money and the car and the young girls. And that's really cool. But if you're a woman in your 50s who has not gotten married ever or had kids, you're a whole different thing. It's a whole different ballgame. So we're not even measured with the same ruler, to put it in a way. Like we're not, the rules don't apply to both genders in the same way, which I think is completely unfair. Um, I only met one guy in my life who was baby crazy. Like seriously had baby fever, crazy guy. And I think it was, I mean, he's not even Colombian, but he's Brazilian, so sort of Latin American. He was in his late 30s, and he had divorced, and he was like, oh, my God, I need to, like, have a kid now because otherwise I'm not going to be able to have a kid. He's in his 50s now, and he has not yet had a kid. But he was crazy about, I, I think maybe he might be, sterile because i think he's tried to have kids with many women me included thank you but and this is a horrible thing like honestly he was so baby crazy he was like i don't care who has my kid i just want to have a kid but the kind of thing that women would like you would see in women and the other day i was thinking about this because there's so many stories out there of you know women trying to baby trap their boyfriends or husbands or whatever the guy's not interested. Maybe he's not exactly child-free, but he doesn't want to have kids and then they get pregnant on purpose. But there are also stories about men baby trapping women. And most of the time it's not even because they want to have kids. It's because they just don't want this woman to leave them. So they're just being psychos in the sense that I'm obsessed with her. So I might as well make her a baby so she doesn't have to leave my life. And I think that's awful so we had a conversation about this in one of the groups childhood groups on on facebook and the stories you hear are horrible you know and 
men just like poking into their condoms or uh, this girl said something about her ex-boyfriend like he waited until she was asleep and he like raped her basically because she was asleep so she wasn't even this wasn't even uh what's the word consensual um and and just did it without economy because he wanted her to become pregnant she's child free so i don't even know why if you're child free why would you even get involved with a man who's not clear on that that's why for me it's so important and it's really important to just of course people can lie yes They can go, oh, yeah, I don't want to have a kid. But then down the line, they'll be like, yeah, let's please have a kid, get pregnant or whatever. And I think one of the reasons why I am so unconcerned about that now is because I got sterilized. Because I had the choice to get voluntarily sterilized. And I went through the, the surgery, even though a lot of people were like, are you fucking crazy? What are you doing? I didn't care. I went, I went through the whole thing. And now I'm like, Okay, nobody's going to try and baby trap me now because that's a thing apparently. <laughs> But definitely pressure is not the same on men as it is on women, at least in Latin America. I'm not sure how that works in the States or in Canada. I interviewed some men who were, well, they were from different countries, um, but they all said they get, well, not as much pressure as women, but they are told that um, that they should have kids and that, The assumption is that if they don't have kids, they are uh, irresponsible or they just want to party all the time or they're selfish or something. They get, they get some judgment, especially the guys who live in um, like the Midwest or the Bible Belt area. They're, they're probably, they're expected to have kids too. Um, the, the trapping thing is kind of interesting because we, as a society are very, very angry when a man traps a woman. And I know a lot of it has to do with the fact that she has to carry the baby. Um, sorry, the fetus. But I think it is equally disgusting and reprehensible when women do that to men. Men can be raped. Men can be forced to be fathers by women who decide it would be really fun to have a baby, even if he doesn't want one. Um, and I know a guy it happened to is very much like that story um, that you just told us about. He was, asleep but he was he was drugged because he had recently had surgery um his wife knew he didn't want kids so she waited i guess uh, she couldn't have known this was going to happen but she saw an opportunity and she basically raped him while he was everything but un i mean he could obviously perform but he wasn't in his right mind he didn't know what he was doing um and she impregnated herself on him without his consent so and there in that Thing that I was reading from earlier, that's a whole article. Um, and in there are a couple stories of women who, there was one woman who had sex with a man with a condom. She saved the condom after he left and then she impregnated herself with it and he had to pay child support. There's just, it's disgusting on so many levels for anyone to do it to anyone. And we don't, and so that's kind of a double standard in a way because we care a lot more when it's done to women than we do when it's done to men. And I think we take for granted that men aren't going to be affected by the fact that they now have a child, whether they have to pay child support or whether they're, they feel compelled now to be involved in this life that they didn't want to be involved in. I mean, and I think if we take their, desires for their future as far as how they see family as seriously as we take women's 
pretending that it's not all about who carries the fetus. You know, I mean, there's a whole lifetime beyond when that child is born. Um, I don't know. I mean, there there are a lot of bad things the patriarchy has done, but I think they the patriarchy is a system, and it also affects men, and they're also victims of it. And we don't really care much about what they want when it comes to family. You know, we don't care if women impregnate themselves on men. We really don't as a society. It's like, oh, oh sorry. Look what men have been doing to women forever. We don't care. But these men are people we love. They're people we know. I mean, someone did that to my husband. I'd punch him in the head. It's just, it's, and if we took their roles and their needs and their desires more seriously and as if they have value, um, for instance, if we, if we didn't automatically say in, the, in a divorce situation where there's a custody problem, if we didn't automatically say, oh, the kids should, of course, go to the mother because women are nurturing and women are automatically better parents. Men, men don't care. And so they grow up thinking, well, I'm not a valuable member of this. I don't need to be around. You know, it's just. And then we also make the mistake of assuming women <laughs> are better nurturers when they're just not. My almost all the men on my dad's side of the family are super, super nurturers. They're just they like so far beyond almost any woman. Um, and you have women who kill their kids because they ruined their video game. You have women who do unspeakable things. I mean, unspeakable, horrible, awful things to children all the time. We're not so hot. You know, we're, we're, we're all just people. We all have all these really strong emotions. We all feel probably pretty strongly about, not we all, but equally strong feelings about having children, not having children, having dreams that, that don't have children. Um, I don't really know where my point was going with that. I just know that trapping anybody is bad. <laughs> I, I want to speak to something that Isabel had brought up. And I realize that this is going to be a minority. This is only going to apply to a, a minority. Someone like me who's, you know, really independent and where a relationship is not a super, a, a goal or an end game for somebody um and again it's it's when you reach the point where you know that you don't want kids and i am i am i am pro-choice i am from a pro-choice country it's you know I'm, I'm vocal about that but i'm a big believer and advocate for preventing pregnancy so my view is why do I want? I guess again, I'll, again, speaking to for the to the minority who who understand where I'm coming from. So I'll speak for myself. Is that why would I want to put myself in that position of being with anybody that potentially want like that is kind of on the fence, or is on the fence, or wants children, or has children, and maybe does not have custody of the child, but has a child. Like, why would I want to put myself in that position at all? Now, I think to my 26-year-old self, who was just discovering sex, and all these opportunities kind of presented themselves, and I ran with them, and luckily nothing happened. Uh, you know, married guy had a vasectomy, and a, one other person had a vasectomy, and then, of course, you don't have to worry about that when you're having a relationship with a female. So, you know, there's that. So I, I was very lucky, like no pregnancy scares ever, no STDs, all that sort of thing. But I know, I know my, my thought process as a, as a 20 something year old was very like laissez faire compared to my mindset today. 
you know, a decade later. So I am, you know, I understand that not everyone's going to think like that. But when you get to a, a age of understanding more about life, like after the age of 30, and I have seen, I mean, I've, I know women who, and I'm, it's mainly women with the occasional man who are just like, whoever is available to like provide sperm and have a baby and, you know, let's just, let's just get it done. Like, I don't care who it is. I want to have a kid or they're on the fence about having children and they still get involved with someone else who has a child. And that brings that complication into the relationship or they're getting involved with someone who really wants a child and they're not sure. And then suddenly they get married and then they get pregnant on their honeymoon and suddenly they've got these kids and then the kids have to, you know, override everything they wanted to do with their lives. And suddenly there's a financial sinkhole and things just implode. And they're still not sure if they want to have children, even though they have two or three. <laughs> and then they just carry on with their lives, adapting to, you know, the changes that parenthood brings. And when I hear stories like that, I go, okay, uh, like I, I don't understand it. I guess I'm saying I don't understand that thought process. And it's similar it's to what Isabel asked, right? That's yeah, similar. well, and that, that's what I, I'm just kind of chiming in and adding on to what she brought up because I'm thinking, well, if, you, if you're at the point where you are, let's say 75% sure you don't want children, well, then, okay, if you can get the necessary birth control, hopefully you, you can do that. You know, I mean, I hate to bring up abstinence. I'm a person that goes through spells where I don't have sex because it's not a thing for me. Like, <laughs> okay, you're really like, what are you talking about? I am, I channel my, you know, sexual energy into other things. I've always done it. So I, I don't, I don't even think about sex half the time. So I can do that. Again, that's a very, I, that's a minority thought. And anyone watching who, no, no, please email me after if you understand <laughs> what I'm talking about, because a lot of times I feel alone on this. These two girls are not backing me up in this in this particular discussion. <laughs> no, it makes sense. If I weren't in a relationship, I'd be happy to abstain. It's just abstinence is fine on the individual level, but theoretically, when I know, I know, I think everybody should abstain. Yeah, and, I, and I'm, believe me, I'm not pro- I'm not promoting that at all. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm free will totally, but I'm just saying, like sometimes, like if it's a priority for you to be child free like it is for myself. I mean, there are certain, sometimes you have to take the necessary steps to remain that way. You know, even if it means like, uh, there was a situation, situation, that's the wrong term for that. Okay. So a couple years ago, I reconnected with somebody that I really, really admired, had a massive crush on, was a guy, you know, we were always in relationships and we just happened to be single at the time that we reconnected. But he wanted children and I'm obviously the opposite. So I was like, all right, I haven't talked to him since because I'm like, there's no point in pursuing anything because I wasn't interested in pursuing a friendship because, you know, so I had to take myself out of that equation. I'm not saying that we would have gotten married and lived happily ever after. I'm just saying that well, I realized where, where he stood on the matter and as much as I admired him and, you know, was attracted to him that way, I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm just not even going to pursue anything because well, again when I pursue something I pursue it till I get it so I realized I'm not putting myself in that situation no matter how I feel that's kind of an easy one though because he said he wanted children and earlier um like you mentioned it and then Isabel was talking about how 
if you don't want children, why would you even get into a relationship with somebody who's even ambivalent about it mm-hmm. or who, you know, is who says they're on the fence? And I think what might happen is that if you say you don't want children, you want the person you're telling to believe you. Like you don't want them, you don't want them to say, sure, sure you don't. That's cute. So, <laughs> That's, right. So maybe, That's right. So maybe when someone says, you know, I really don't care, like I could go either way. When uh, when Ian and I, we've known each other for a really long time, and we were writing letters the whole time we weren't together, and the time we weren't together was from high school till about. Um, 10 years later. So we knew each other very well. Um, but when we finally got together, I was, of course, concerned that kids might be a problem just just because he had never said he definitely doesn't want them and there were reasons to think he was open to them. Um, and he said, look, I kind of think of cars like a Ferrari. If you want to give me a Ferrari, great, I'll take it. I'll love it. Um, but am I going to be sad without a Ferrari? No. So that that worked on me. Um, and I think it also worked on me that we knew each other so well. Um, but I also had to believe what he was telling me because me not believing him saying that would be just as offensive as him not believing me when I said I don't want kids. Um, and I and with my husband, with the hus- with the ex-husband I had who said it was fine um, that I didn't want kids. I mean, Again, I don't, I didn't go through life expecting men to want children. I really expected them to not care one way or the other and to maybe be, be relieved if, um, the woman they were with didn't want children. So I had no reason to think that he would not be cool with me never wanting them. I had no reason to think he would tell me a couple of years later that he had always hoped I would change my mind. That was just, what? Like, why? Since when do all of you men want kids? It made no sense to me. So. Maybe people go into ambivalence, at least, really believing, yeah, you could probably go either way. It's great if I decide later that I want to have kids and you're cool with that. It's fine if we don't. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just it's just a trust thing. That's interesting. I just assume that everybody wants to have children. I think that's why I don't pursue anything, because the way I grew up, everyone did have kids. Or, I mean, that, that was, that was the thing to do. And I don't know. I, I mean, I have family members. I have uncles and aunts who are child free by choice and two that are by circumstance. Well, one's passed now, but you know, so I, I was surrounded by, but I didn't grow up around family members aside from my parents and my brother. So, you know, I only discovered that later on in life. Um, but I, and I now, I mean, here in Canada, I, I can't, I don't know a big uh, child-free population. I'm starting to meet a few. But it's still very family-minded. I mean, we can we can control when and where type of thing, you know, just with how, our, how we are here. But family is still, you know, I think of my, my hometowns. I have three hometowns. And those that I know from elementary school, middle school, high school, most of them are married and with children or were married and still have children (laughs) and a few that want children, but cannot have them. So it's still very, to me, I just assume that everybody wants children. And again, it comes down to, all right, so if I'm going to go look for somebody who 
doesn't want kids. And it's funny, Kristen, because you said when you were listening to Isabel share her story about her boyfriend and how his siblings don't want kids, then your natural reaction is why? Well, as I just said this, how if I went to look for someone who didn't want to have kids, my first thought would be, wait a sec, what's wrong with them? (laughs) And And that's not even, and again, that's not me, but that is the... 36 years of society programming going, everybody wants kids. And of course, I've heard all of the things that we get bingoed with, like, oh, you'll change your mind. I'm pretty sure anyone that knows me or knows of me is pretty sure that I don't want kids based on (laughs) where my life and what I'm doing has gone the last year. Like it's, I've published the fact that I don't want kids. So, you know, it's, it's pretty obvious now, but, um, so, I mean, those experiences, like, I, it'll, I'm curious to see what happens in the next five years if a relationship happens with at all, how to, how to maneuver through that now. Because I just assume that everybody does want children. I go, why the heck do you want that? And I feel this, I feel a bit disappointed because I wish more people took the option to explore the alternative because that's what excites me personally is exploring a life that is not uh, not about parenthood. That excites me. It doesn't depress me. And that's, if there's one message I want through this and through anything else, is that for anyone younger to go, you know what, there's a lot of opportunity for living. And, you know, we've seen how the majority lives. Well, who else wants to explore the alternative? Because it's actually pretty great. You know, it's it's like, it's not always great. We all have our struggles, but now, like I had no idea at 22 when I realized I didn't have to have kids and get married and and even pursue relationships. I had no idea the opportunities that I have now, you know, over a decade later. So I'm thinking, God, like in another 10, 15 years, the way the opportunities are for people in general, that excites me. It doesn't depress me. I don't worry about it. You know, the, the dying alone thing, the who's going to look after you? Because, you know, for me, I'm on stage talking at 95 and then I'll just drop dead, right? I think Dolly Parton says that too. She's just going to continue singing and then one day just collapse on stage. Like, that'll be me at 95. Um, that is it for this episode of Child Free Girls. I hope you had a good time. Um, do email Lenora if you want to talk about your lack of interest in relationships or your joy of abstinence. <laughs> um, you can subscribe to our channel. I think by by clicking the seal down there <laughs> over there. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, so subscribe to our channel if you'd like to follow all the upcoming episodes. Um, you can email us at childfreegirls at gmail.com. We welcome your emails. We're interested in any questions you have, any opinions you want to share. Um, if there's anything you really, really want us to talk about on an upcoming episode, or if there's something you wish you would have talked about on this one, send us an email. Um, on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, we are at childfreegirls. So follow us all those places and Get your fill of awesome memes uh, and updates on um, all upcoming episodes and um, stuff we're doing individually outside of this because we'll we'll share that stuff every now and then too. Uh, thanks for watching. We hope you enjoyed this episode presented by Child Free Media Limited. To stay current with child free content like this, please visit childfreemedia.com and subscribe to the newsletter.